honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on all the different <laughs> all the different possible podcast applications. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist, to name a few. Thank you once again for joining me today. Timberwolves have had kind of an up and down 10 days or so. Going to get caught up again. There's several games to review. I won't review all of them in detail. Just kind of give you a general concept of what's going on out there. Likes, dislikes, and of course, Andrew Wiggins missing three games with the death of his grandmother. So that's unfortunate. And some ups, some downs, positives, negatives, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the Timberwolves are third place in the Northwest, eighth place in the Eastern, excuse me, Western Conference, and eight and seven overall. Not bad, but not great. Uh, you know, they had some good games, some bad games. It's just kind of, that's ups and downs of the NBA season. And growing pains, blah, blah, blah. You can go on with those same old cliches until hell freezes over. I don't know. It's like you hope the team can break through and become excellent soon. But obviously there's really good signs. You're seeing positivity. You're seeing some things that aren't likable, I suppose. Certain guys hardly getting any playing time. Like Jordan Bell's barely got the sniff so far this season. Uh, Noah Vunley was getting used more often earlier. Now it seems less and less, but of course it's a clash with Gorgie and Noah Vunla for Vunley, pardon me, for minutes at times. Trevon Graham, I'm, you know, I like him defensively. He's a solid player, but he can't shoot. He can't shoot, and I, I don't know why they're having him force up some threes out there. That's kind of a trend with this team right now. We're forcing up too many threes, too many. There's one guy where it's okay so far, and it's a guy who should be probably playing down low, and that's, of course, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> He's the one guy who's shooting threes, like, phenomenally well, like 43, 44.3%, averaging 26 points a game, though he didn't have a good game last night against the Utah Jazz. Of course, this is the 21st of November at this moment. We'll probably be getting into the weekly show grind now, which is good, which is a fun grind. I love it very much because the fall cleanup situation is wrapping up. We're not totally done but we'll be done by next Friday, so you get the idea. And I'm recording on a Thursday because tomorrow it's going to be, we'll be back outside again today. It's a little, little too wet, just a little too wet. If you're local in the Twin Cities, you have a pretty good idea what I'm talking about. So, good timing to get uh, Timberwolves Explosion rolling on a weekly basis, eh? So, that's a good thing. Carl Anthony Towns, though, all the numbers are good. Averaging a block and a half. He's almost a steal and a half. Almost four assists. Andrew Wiggins is averaging almost four assists. He's a completely different guy. Again, missing multiple games with the death of his grandmother. Carl Anthony Towns was suspended two games, of course. We remember that. Jeff Teague is oft injured, oft healthy, oft injured. He's back and forth, back and forth. But I think he's been a pretty good positive, generally speaking, this year. It's funny, though, because, again, we're attempting, like, 33, 43s a game. Like, 33 to 43 pointers a game. It's getting kind of weird. Uh, you go back to the Denver game on the 10th, where we left off, literally the day we recorded the show, like, minutes before the game started, the show was uploaded onto everything, you know, iTunes and all that. It's not even called iTunes anymore, I guess. Apple Podcasts. I suppose it's iTunes on a desktop, but... I mean, this is a prime example, and again, Carl, this is one of the games where he went a little overboard at the threes, and the Wolves in general, with their beautiful comeback against the Denver Nuggets after they were getting beat pretty badly. Nice fourth quarter comeback, Denver Nuggets couldn't hit crap for the longest time. Golden opportunity to come back and beat beat the Denver Nuggets in the target center, by the way, it was a home game. And then you stop making shots, kind of similar to last night with the uh, frickin' Utah Jazz. I mean, what's the reason here? I mean, what, what what's the meaning of it, as a friend of mine would say in the past? What's the meaning of it? <laughs> it's kind of a funny way of putting it. 6 of 45 from downtown, 13.3. So, 13.3, I mean... What? Why? That's awful. That's awful. It's not good. I mean, 13.3? And it's not like they shot, you know, like... 1 of 13 or something like that. Okay, let's say 1 of... It would be higher percentage, like 1 of 8, 1 of 9, something like that. It's 6 of 45. I mean, what? 45 when you're shooting that poorly? 
They couldn't make a bleeping shot for their life. Wolves ended up losing 198. I was kind of cursing my head off because nothing's going in. It's ridiculous. It's insane. And Shabazz Napier still hasn't come back, which is really frustrating. But again, I guess, you know, it's an interesting uh, way of running the offense with Wiggins and Culver and such. I think it's kind of fun seeing Culver out there running the point or playing shooting guard. But uh, generally speaking, I mean, you love what you're seeing out of Wiggins, but games like this, I mean, too many three points attempted, too many. Uh, it's extremely frustrating. And again, nobody's shooting that great from downtown. Nobody. Wiggins is just at 33. Jeff Teague is 27. Robert Covington's about 36. Jake Lehman, 35. And now he's banged up. Kogi, 21%. Culver, just under 29. Napier, 22.5. Trevon Bleepin' Graham is attempting over three, uh, three threes a game, and he's making 18%. What, what, okay, so I love Ryan Saunders. I love the positivity. But this is something I think could be adjusted a little bit. I think you could twist the knob the other way a little bit. Can We might want to cool our jets with certain guys shooting threes because they can't shoot. Trevon Graham cannot shoot. He's a nice defensive player. He's shooting 33% from the floor. I mean, <laughs> yuck. That's just, that's that's terrible. Uh, Culver's shooting is up and down, 36, 37%. He's, I don't know, it's like, well, we were kind of used to that with a certain guy named Ricky Rubio, weren't we? That's our next game, by the way, against the Phoenix Suns in a couple days. It's crazy how late Thanksgiving is this year. <laughs> Jake Lehman's making shots from all over the place. Uh, Three-point percentage is what I would call average in, in today's game, about 35%. It's not that great, but generally speaking, 46%. He gets to the basket, he makes those mid-range shots, but again, he makes he gets to the hoop as well. Wiggins, that's why his field goal percentage is 47 right now. That's really uh, excellent, considering how, where, where he's been the last couple of years, especially last year's field goal percentage was down in the catacombs of the NBA. It was just horrendous. Covington, been very happy to have him. He's obviously one of the most valuable pieces. Wouldn't mind him taking more shots, being more aggressive offensively. He's an all he's an all world defensive player, but I think we need a little more offense out of him, even though he provides it on occasion. You wish you didn't have to rely on him, but sometimes you might a little bit. He he didn't shoot well in the Denver game, but nobody shot well in the Denver game. I mean Wiggins was one of the better ones at Culver. Wiggins and Culver are your two best shooters in that game. Everybody stunk. Gorgie didn't make anything. He made he missed all three threes he attempted. Carl Anthony Towns three of fourteen. You could just go on forever. And it's very similar to last night. The Wolves went on a 15-1 and run, and then nothing went in. But there was more to last night's game than the Denver game. Uh, Wolves played solid defense against Denver, blah, blah, blah. Then the Wolves have a nice win the next day against Detroit. They come out firing from the get-go. Wiggins was just fantastic, kind of like a LeBron James-style game in a lot of ways. Attack in the hoop, and a 3 of 5 from downtown. It was like, this is the perfect Wiggins game. 12 of 20 from the floor. Look at this efficiency. 20 attempts, 33 points. He even made 6 of 8 free throws. You know, he didn't stink at the free throw line. He missed a couple, but he didn't stink at the free throw line. This is the 11th of November, and happy Veterans Day, of course, in Detroit, Michigan there. Very cool to see the Wolves actually go to Detroit and pull off a victory. The Wolves have been kind of hot and cold in Detroit. Like back in the Randy Foy days, the Wolves were great in Detroit. And then the last decade or so, it's just been demolition derby in Detroit every bleeping year. But this is a good one. This is a good one, an occasional... Nice one like this, and this was freaking fun. Covington did not shoot well. Trevon Graham, you know, he actually had one of his best games as a Timberwolf defensively, and he was very efficient offensively, kind of like Covington, actually, a little bit. He was kind of like Covington, a little bit, like what you'd expect out of Covington anyway. Wiggins and Nikogi, Wiggins running the point, five assists. You know, again, playing that LeBron James point-forward style out there. Kind of little Magic Wiggins, I guess, instead of Dominique Wiggins, which I love very much when he spin, does that spin move to the basket. Again, talking, uh, talking, uh, hearkening back to the Dominique Wilkins days, of course, for those of you that might be wondering who I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> most of you know, but not everyone. Just This was just a nice game all around. I mean, five, four of five for Jake Lehman. That was beautiful. Culver went back to the bench, was pretty solid. We got in a tiny bit of foul trouble here and there. Nothing too bad. Uh, Carl, very efficient in the game. Gotta love what he was able to accomplish. And this is when Noah Vunley's playing time continued to drop. Uh, not many people have been fans of Jordan McLaughlin, but he managed to get four assists down the stretch, so good for him overall. Eventually, you'll see Kalen Martin come out. We'll talk about him in a little bit. I like the guy. Don't love him, but I like him. I like him as a person. Seems like a cool guy, even though I'm not like I know him or anything, but uh, the interviews, I, I, I like his, uh, you know, I like his presence. I do. If that's a 
if that's a term, if that makes any sense to you out there. <laughs> just seems like a cool dude. Spurs. Now, this is just like, you know, this feels so good, doesn't it? Just like when I'm like watching the Warriors suck, the Warriors lose, I'm, I feel the same about the Spurs because it's like 20 bleeping years. 20 bleeping years, you think, is this team ever just going to curl up and disappear for a while? Well, this might finally be the freaking year. It's about bleeping time. What, what are they, 5-10? and 10? I mean, just look at the Western Conference standings. The two last-place teams in the West. Does, does it get any better? Does it get better? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure it does. I'm sick of these teams, so it feels so good. Golden State 3-13. and 13. <sighs> Isn't that great? I mean, usually it took the whole damn season for them to get to 13 losses. Spurs, it took about half the year to get to 10 losses. 5-10. and 10. They've lost 7 in a row, including Demolition Derby in Target Center. The Wolves just beat the Spurs pretty good. I won't say they slaughtered them, but it was a pretty complete thrashing, I would say, 129 to 114. Entertaining overall game. Wiggins getting to the 30 mark again. Just beautiful. It's It sucks so bad what happened. As, you know, you feel bad. Our, our condolences with the death of his grandmother. It, it, you know, that's just, as they say, life happening. Uh, Jeff Teague comes back off the bench with a spark plug. was really good, to be quite honest. 18 points, 6 assists in, in just 23 minutes. A lot of us wouldn't mind going that direction, where Jeff Teague is just kind of a spark plug and a solid, steady veteran point guard off the bench, who 6 of 10 from the floor, that's pretty good. Culver continuing to learn on the fly alongside Andrew Wiggins, nice solid game, this time Akogi goes to the bench and is 1 of 8, but he got 10 rebounds in the game somehow, that was kind of cool. Uh, Culver, solid, solid, uh, I love his defense, uh, I, I, he, boy does he need to get bigger though, he, he not only looks skinny out there, he plays skinny, and he gets beat up a bit. And again, that's why rookies struggle in the NBA, because they're just not ready. They're just not physically ready to take the beating of the NBA, because you know, it's not football, it's not hockey, I get it, you know, <laughs> but you're going to take a beating out there. If you played basketball for 10 minutes in a full-court game, or of course even the half-court game, you're going to get beat up. You are going to get beat up, regardless if you're big or small. And when you're small, you're going to struggle a teeny tiny bit. And Culver, again, hit those weights, buddy. Hit those weights, hit those, uh, hit the whey protein shakes, all that good stuff, and bulk up. Maybe stay away from Culver's. Okay, sorry. But uh, Culver's isn't that bad. It's not the end of the world if he has it once in a blue moon, especially grilled chicken sandwich. There you go. There's a free plug, right? Oh, it's not. Grilled chicken isn't bad for you, by the way, if you hadn't noticed. Layman, awesome off the bench, 16 points, he was a plus 11, but everybody was a plus, like Wiggins is just, he, he's the MVP of the team right now, and it shows, because when he was out with the personal reasons, as I've mentioned already, the team struggled, and they weren't the same last night with Wiggins coming back, being out a week with, uh, you know, a significant, uh, a significant moment in his life there, uh, look how good this guy played, I mean, four of seven downtown, even, I mean, he was naked, he was naked his shots. Carl Anthony Towns made one-third of them, three of nine. But uh, just an overall thorough, solid beating of the San Antonio Spurs, and it feels so good. It does. A lot of people not understanding why the Spurs would stink when you have a lot of good players still. Uh, Rudy Gay and Carl kind of getting in it. I don't know. I, Rudy Gay's been a meh player pretty much his whole career. A lot of guys wanted Rudy Gay or Randy Foy in this town back in the 06 draft. Remember that? Some of you that are old enough, which you would hope most of you are old enough to remember that. Um even though it is 13 years ago already. Uh, Rudy Gay, again, kind of just getting a little bit too... He's getting a little too pissed off over a whole lot of nothing, and that was kind of annoying to see. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. The Wolves beat them pretty good. Nice to see LaMarcus Aldrich finally not schooling and humiliating us like he had for so long. Trey Lyles wound up pulling down 11 rebounds, but that was about it for him. Though he added a couple assists and turnovers along the way. DeMar DeRozan shot very well. He was the best player by far. Even though LaMarcus Aldridge very efficient, like he always is with those mid-range shots and that kind of that smooth game that he has. Kind of a Duncan game without the physicality, I would say. And certainly not a rebounder. Whew, he, 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 he rebounds sometimes, but only four in the game. And that's been LaMarcus Aldridge. He'll, he'll get his 20-20 game, and then he'll come back with games like this where he doesn't even get five rebounds, <laughs> which will drive you crazy. DeMar DeRozan again. I mean, you look at those two guys and you think they're excellent players. Why isn't this team better? But there isn't a whole lot else, though. I mean, Tony Parker's not there anymore. And Patty Mills, he's a spark plug. You know, God bless all of our Australian brothers. I probably say this every time I do this show and I talk about the Spurs. He's he's a spark plug, and that's what he is. He's not a starting point guard. He's not. He's like a Troy Hudson type. Okay, so think about Troy Hudson in a positive light. 
So a lot of us, Marcus, myself and Marcus, the forecaster, ugh, we had about enough of that guy by his second year here. Ugh, his first year was awesome. But, I mean, yeah, think about the positive side of Trey Hudson, and that's kind of about Patty Mills in a lot of ways. That's not enough. That's not enough. And he's, he's not a starter in the NBA. He's not. Uh, Brian Forbes and uh, DeJounte Murray, I, okay, who? You know, no offense, but who? You know, you might know who they are, but they're not that good. You know, they're, they're not that good. You just know who they are. They're two guards on the Spurs, and that's about it. I don't know what just happened. Whoa. <laughs> Crash kaboom. Yeah, that's what happens when you live in cramped quarters. You breathe and stuff falls, falls over, right? <laughs> but a nice, thorough, solid victory for the Wolves. Let's keep moving quickly here. My apologies if I'm kind of dragging. But it is what it is. Washington, Houston, the weekend. We can kind of kind of sort of put these together. Uh, of course, Wiggins again out at this point. Unfortunately, our condolences and God bless his grandmother. Rui Hachimura, another okay game. Bradley Beal just torched us. He was making everything. Uh, and it's not like, you know, I, the Wizards, this, this is regulation again. This is Kurt Rambis back in the house again. Kurt Rambis in the house, just like that freaking Memphis game. This is just like the Memphis game. I mean, 137-116. Sure, we got to 116. That's cute and everything, but we gave up 137. Uh, the guys were just kind of doing whatever the hell they wanted, it seemed like. And it's not like the Wolves were awful, but uh, Keelan Martin was brought in. Kalen Martin, pardon me, brought in to uh, shoot some threes, nail some shots. And he didn't in this game 0 of 6. But we'll get back to him later in a couple minutes against the Utah game. That was, that was pretty fun, I suppose. But uh, I like the guy again, but... Uh, he didn't have a great game. A Kogi, medio, uh, actually a Kogi was probably the best player on the floor in this game, other than Carl, again, nailing everything. But he can't do it by himself, and he didn't have a whole lot of help. Covington was good. Let's give him a ton of credit. This is probably one of his best games of the season. Six of nine. He made all of, I mean, he made six of nine shots from the floor, four threes, just like Carl. So those two guys, along with a Kogi, were solid throughout the game to be fair, but not a whole lot of help necessarily, and the defense from everybody was just off. It was just an overall off game for the Wolves. The Wizards were just moving around. I mean, their starters didn't shoot particularly well, but Morris Wagner just absolutely torched the Wolves. He made almost every shot in the game. I mean, he did almost whatever he wanted, 13 of 15. He had 30 points, the former Michigan Wolverine. That Moritz Wagner. Boy, <laughs> he looks like a soldier out there. He kind of looks like Detlef Shrimp a little bit. Yeah, I, I can see the similar similarities a little bit. Detlef Shrimp a little bit, maybe a little better rebounder. Because Shrimp was kind of a small forward, but he was a powerful guy, to be quite honest. The former Indiana Pacer and Seattle Supersonic, who was traded for Derek McKee back in the day. For those of you history buffs. Isaiah Thomas, he, was, he hits a couple of huge threes down the stretch. He didn't do a whole lot in the game, but when it mattered, he hit them. And Bradley Beal, again, did whatever he wanted. He got to the line, he made those, made his shots here and there. Felt like the Wizards just kind of did whatever they wanted in this game, like a layup line. It wasn't like they torched us from downtown, because they really didn't. I mean, 10 of 28 isn't that great. It's just average. And the Wolves shot like, eh, you know, they, they shot like poo, generally speaking. At least from downtown, they shot like poo. Again, 37 attempts, but only 11 made. And it's not even the Wolves' offense that was bad. It was the defense. You know, it was an inconsistent game. The turnovers, out-of-control play, 20 turnovers. You know, it was, we've seen worse, but the Wizards played their best game of the year by far. Give them credit, blah, blah, blah. Credit to the Wizards, but for crying out loud, 137 points in target center. Yes, it sucks without Andrew Wiggins, but... Even if Wiggins was suited up, the Wizards are still going to get 137. So is Wiggins going to make up 21 points? I don't know. Maybe. As good as he's been, maybe. Maybe he would have been a difference, but still. I don't know. Are you going to beat 137, though? That's a big freaking number. and That was an abomination of a game. Let's move on. Very quickly, that was 15. Now the 16th, Houston Rockets. Nobody likes this team. Nobody. Uh, James Harden is like the whole damn team. He just does, I mean, 41 attempts. Like, come on, that's ridiculous. It's unwatchable, quite quite honestly. Russell Westbrook was resting. He was resting. Yeah, that's cute. Did not play rest. Welcome to the NBA, guys. It's, uh, it's Popovich time. <laughs> Wolves efficient offensively for the most part, even though they wound up with only 105 points because down the stretch, they just got worse and worse and worse. It was a terrible fourth quarter after kind of hanging with this team. It was basically... James Harden is basically the Houston Rockets because he attempted 41 shots. And it's just garbage. I mean, it's what 
Patrick Ricey locally here called juiced, juiced basketball. You know, now like baseball, you know, juiced ball, like you can hit a home run, blah, 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 easier than before, the way it's, you know, stitched together or blah, blah, blah. That's the fear. That's why the Twins got 100,000 home runs last year. Okay, they got an MLB record by one over the Yankees, which is nice. But uh, digress back where, where we need to be. His, his whole point is it's like, let, let's just shoot 43s every bleeping game. It's kind of silly. And, and like play no defense. Just give up layups and shoot 43s every game. I agree with him. I think it's been a problem for years. So we can disagree till we're blue in the face. I mean, this Houston team had nobody, man. I mean, except for freaking uh, <laughs> James Harden. Tyson Chandler's, you know, I mean, what's his dad's name? Adam? I mean, is his dad's name Adam and his mom Eve? I mean, that's how old he is when it comes to the NBA. He's been playing since 2001. I mean, that's the old days, boy. Austin Rivers is mediocre as best. At best, pardon me. P.J. Tucker, obviously valuable, solid veteran who can kind of do everything. Ben McLemore had been a bust for the the Kings. He had probably one of his better games of his life, which is kind of funny. But no Clint Capella, no Russell Westbrook, no Eric Gordon, no Hilario. Really? Of course, Nene Hilario, I don't know. But the other the other three I mentioned, who Gerald Green, too, always seems to get us back again for never playing him. That was 10 bleeping years ago already. But uh, I don't know. This is a boring, awful game. Jake Lehman started and had 21 points, and then next thing you know, he's not playing much more, unfortunately. We'll see what happens with him. He should be okay. It's kind of a day-to-day thing. I don't know, though. Trevon Graham, one of five from downtown. Just, I think we need to chill with Trevon Graham with the three-point attempts. It's, it's a waste. It, they're just flat bricks. Why is Trevon Graham attempting so many threes? Ryan Saunders, I love you. I want you to be the coach for the next 20 years and win five NBA championships, if not more. <laughs> but... <laughs> But for the love of God, can we just, Trevon Graham, maybe attempt one or two if you're like wide open and you got that nice rhythm. It's like a rhythm moment, like catch and shoot. Just get in the rhythm. That's a high percentage shot. But Trevon Graham's just putting up threes whenever, whenever, whatever. And it's stupid. And they, they suck. They suck. Can I just say that? They suck. They're not good shots. So, I don't know. This is an awful game. It was like a Sunday or Saturday a Saturday evening game that just kind of spoiled your evening, to be quite honest, when you're kind of chilling and want to watch some hoops on a Saturday night. It's just, yeah, it was it was crap. <laughs> it was crap. Monday night, recently, 18th of November, as we just keep rolling through the month. What a fun game against the Utah Jazz. Good, solid, sound defense, and pulled away down the stretch. Kind of a back-and-forth game, only 17 points in the third quarter, but the Wolves pull away with a beautiful fourth quarter. Very clutch down the stretch. Carl Anthony Towns was just awesome. Offensively, defensively, 7 of 15 from downtown. 29 points, efficient in every aspect of the game. Trevon Graham, 0 for everything. He was awful. Started a shooting guard in the game. That makes no sense. This was the game where Lehman got hurt. I apologize. Getting mixed up here. Banged up against the Jazz, so he's day-to-day. We'll see what happens with him. Keelan Martin made a couple threes, shot 6 of 7. A couple mid-range shots. Steel getting to the hoop. I like this guy. Uh, I like Kalen, Mar- Kalen, Kalen Martin, if I'm ever going to get it right. I believe it's Kalen Martin. <laughs> I like him as a person uh, when he was interviewed by Marnie Gilner down the stretch. He, you know, he, he reminds me of the good old days. He, he looks like one of those early 90s guys, even though he wasn't even born yet, which is really sad. Because uh, some of us that are old enough to remember those good old days, like the Atlanta Hawks, you know, the, the Pistons and all those, those old teams that we just loved to watch the Celtics, obviously the Timberwolves, Doug West, guys like that. He just looked like he was from the good old days. His personality, his presence, maturity. I like him, and I hope he makes it. Um, his interviewing style, you know, it kind of harkens back to the good old days where it's hard to explain. Just very professional. I really like the guy, and I hope he uh, has a long career in the NBA. I do. I uh, didn't have a good game last night against the Jazz. That was kind of a home-and-home home situation where the road team won both times. The Wolves have been an awesome road team this year and a below-average uh, home team, to be quite honest, which is annoying. Last year, we we were the worst road team ever, pretty much, and then we're decent at home last season. This was an overall just fun, solid night for the Wolves. Again, keeping the Jazz to 102, frustrating them down the stretch, and it didn't help that Donovan Mitchell couldn't hit crap the whole game, 4 of 23, but that's fine. You know, let, let him have a bad game. That's good. Uh, Bogdanovich got frustrated. Uh, Rudy Gobert 
Whew, him and Carl Anthony Towns, it's a nice little rivalry there. Rudy Gobert, we all know he's one of the best defenders in the league, and he draws fouls, and he's damn, he's frustrating to play against. Uh, Mike Conley is, is getting more and more mediocre with, the, with each day, unfortunately for him. And Donnie Exum, he's like a weaker version of Patty Mills, whatever. Uh, nothing against him, he's just not that good, in my opinion. In my opinion. <clears throat> but nice to see Keelan Martin out there being a factor. Uh, getting to the loose balls and getting to the hoop and even pulled down six rebounds. So nice, solid uh, night for him. And Josh Akogi's very nice overall game was a factor throughout the game defensively. And we all know him and Trevon Graham do the little things and all that. But uh, at least Akogi mixes in some good shooting nights occasionally where it's not really his shooting, he's just getting to the hoop and scoring. He can't really count on him to make an outside shot, but he'll make him once in a while. Oh, Trevon Graham. I like him as a player, generally speaking, but keep the field goal attempts down. That would be nice. If humanly possible, Jeff T got an overall nice, probably his best game of the year, 21 and 11. Very efficient, solid performance for Jeff T. But this was just a fun, fun Monday night victory for the Wolves on November 18th. And then you get to last night's game where it was just back and forth. The Wolves played low IQ basketball almost the whole game. Uh, Wiggins was back, but I don't know. It's kind of forcing, he's just kind of going right into contact, getting blocked, getting pushed around, getting smushed up by this Utah defense, which is ever capable of being great under Quinn Snyder there. Covington needs to attempt more shots. Trevon Graham, you know, it's just uh, down the stretch. Again, two of seven. He made a couple threes. It's like, okay, he made two threes. Is it Trevon Graham's night? No. Quit while you're ahead. You got to know when to hold, know when to fold, you know? Just, just you know, let, calm down. You know, why are we attempting more threes just because Trevon Graham made a couple for once? <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. Carl Anthony Towns, yes, there were some calls that were really ticky-tack. Even even Kalen Martin got in foul trouble. This was a very tightly refereed game. But for Pete's sake, <laughs> Pete Pistol Pete, no, Jim Pete's sake, for Jim Pete's sake... <laughs> <laughs> very low IQ game. Uh, it's like the Wolves probably, I, I, I don't know what it was. They thought, okay, Wiggins is back and we're at home. We beat this team just a couple of days ago. We'll be okay. Or I don't know if that's what they were thinking or just Utah was playing a little higher IQ ball. We kept them to 103 and they did not shoot well. And we when the Timberwolves went on that 15-1 to 1 run, Utah was missing everything because, well, of course they were. And the Wolves were playing very solid, sound defense for that stretch. It was by far the best stretch of the game for the Wolves, not just because of the point differential, but because the high IQ basketball offensively and defensively by the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Utah Jazz. That, that's that's really what I'm getting at. They played so well during that stretch. But then right after that, it was like right again, we're going back to this low IQ garbage where we're just trying to, we're just going willy-nilly to the hoop into traffic, and next thing you know, the ball's going the other way. The ball's getting knocked away, it's getting tipped away, it's getting this away, that away. That away, this away. It was poo. It was garbage. And Wolves wind up with only 95 points. <sighs> only 13 turnovers, but it felt like 1,300. It was terrible. I ugh, It was very low IQ basketball. Some of it was just the poorest shots, of course, as well. And the kind of shots that can give up fast breaks going the other direction because it's like the angle of the shot and how bad it was and how nobody was ready for the offensive board or at least getting back defensively. Uh, it was just low IQ basketball the whole, almost the whole game. I won't say the whole game because that 15 to 1 stretch was just gorgeous basketball. It was gorgeous. It wasn't just a we got hot and Utah went cold. No, the Wolves earned every damn point they got in that in that stretch, and they earned every non-point the Utah Jazz scored during that stretch as well. Culver again, boy oh boy, rookie, rookie, rookie. Ooh, did he look like a rookie in this game? He managed to get 10 points. But he looked like a rookie. He defined a rookie with some of the low IQ ball he was playing. Kalen Martin, another solid game. I thought, again, he made half his shots. He got 10 points. He even got seven rebounds. He even blocked a shot. I like him. I like him very much. Uh, Gorgie Zheng, nothing offensively, but very good defensive game. And getting the rebounds and all that in only 15 minutes. I think Gorgie Zheng deserves to be a starting player in this league. I... I would not be against benching Trevon Graham and putting Gorgie as a starting power forward, moving Robert Covington where he should be, probably, to a small forward. I'm getting kind of frustrated because the rebounding stinks. The Wolves don't rebound the ball very much. You know, I mean, the rebounding's not been what I... It's not been satisfactory for me. I think Gorgie should be starting. Uh, you know, I, I keep coming back to this now. 
And it's like, ah, we can like Trevon Graham all we want. He has his little role, but I don't know. He needs to be limited. He, he's a limited player. He, he can do things. He can get stuff done. He can be solid. But then there's other games where he's just not that great. And I think Gorgie provides a little more. I think he does. And you got to freaking rebound the ball. And if that was a problem against Denver, oh, God, was that a problem against Denver. But I feel like it's a problem often. I mean, it's nice you're getting seven rebounds from Wiggins, seven rebounds from Carolyn Martin, 14 rebounds from those two guys. That's great. I, I appreciate that. And Culver's a pretty good rebounder as well. But, and a Kogi sometimes. Not all the time. A is a pretty small guy, actually, although he's, you know, tough, strong guy, but he's short. He's very short. Uh, only 6'4". So, he's not going to get a ton of rebounds. It would be 100% hustle for him to get five rebounds, which is fine. But, Gorgie Zhang has been a double-double type of guy. You know, he's, 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 he's always been that type of guy, to be quite honest, and I think he should probably be starting. I think he's been, uh, his role has been, uh, I think he's been miscast for the last three or four years now, and it's it's kind of a bummer. I, I've been a fan of Gorgie's for a long time, even though occasionally he puts it in this low IQ game, but I would say if you're comparing Gorgie low IQ versus high IQ, he's more high IQ than low. Uh, a lot of these other guys, I mean, Trevon Graham, I think it's just God bless him. I think it's the coaching. They're just saying take 100,000 trees. That's all. Uh, the Wolves, 14 for 45 yesterday, 31%. Not good. One of 10 from Wiggins, not good. Not good. Wiggins did not have a high IQ game. Even though still, compared to games last season, which was easily his worst year as a starting player in the NBA, uh, like a guy who's supposed to be a pretty good piece, it was easily his worst year as a pro last year for the Wolves in terms of efficiency and such. This would be considered a halfway decent game for him. Uh, 10 of 24 and 7 rebounds and 3 assists. People would have, people would have applauded that. But uh, the 1 of 10 was not good and a lot of the low IQ basketball was kind of back in... Uh, it was back with reinforcements yesterday. And hopefully the Wolves can clean up their act a little bit heading into playing the Phoenix Suns here in Target Center in a couple of days. So with that said, well, yeah, a couple of days. We'll take a quick break. Uh, but first, yeah, I better pass out the awards. Since the last episode, Andrew Wiggins is the Alpha Wolf. Absolutely, the Alpha Wolf Award will go to Andrew Wiggins. The LeBron James-style game, it's not going to go to Carl Anthony Towns. He was in a factor last night, and he was a factor in the last game. He was wonderful. He did a wonderful job, generally speaking, when Wiggins was was out with the, you know, the, the personal reasons and all that. But the guy who really was the straw that stirred the drink during this solid run for the Wolves the last few weeks is Andrew Wiggins. He it looks like, uh, you know, he is ab- he is everything a lot of us hoped when the Wolves took him number one overall, or excuse me, the Cavaliers took him number one overall, and the Wolves managed to <coughs> quote-unquote swindle the Cleveland Cavaliers for Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett, <coughs> a couple Canadian guys who went number one overall back-to-back years. We, we, we got two number one overall picks for one guy named Kevin Love. See, we swindled them. Well... It felt like it, and then eventually Wiggins can become a guy who is better than Kevin Love. I think absolutely if he keeps doing anything like he's done the past month or so. Andrew Wiggins, Alpha. The uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's Trevor Graham. <laughs> it's Trevor Graham. Bad shooting and all that. And I have nothing against the guy. I love him. Love him defensively. He's a guy that deserves to be on the roster. He deserves to get minutes. He shouldn't have a big role. He should not shoot the ball very often. I think the coaching is part of the problem there. And again, I love Ryan Saunders. I don't have anything against him, but enough of the threes a little bit. Enough of the threes with certain guys that shouldn't be taking them with that said. All right, we will take a quick break, preview a couple games, only three, which is cool, and then we will get to some brief fan interaction and send you off into Thanksgiving. 45 three-point attempts? Stop it! Stop it! And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. How about them Los Angeles Lakers, huh? 12-2. and two. Los Angeles Lakers continue to roll. That's who the Wolves would play in the first round. Wolves would be 8th seed. They're going to be playing the 7th seed, Phoenix Suns. Something's got to give. Then we could play Denver instead of the Lakers, which would be okay, I guess. Celtics lost to the Clippers last night in a very uh, nice, epic battle there. It's the NBA Finals, man, coming up. No, I don't think the Celtics make it. Clippers... Clippers have a chance, but geez, the Lakers might be in the NBA Finals after all. Maybe, if they could stay healthy, they're going to need to. 
they're going to need to stay healthy just like everybody else. You lose anybody for personal reasons or injuries, it's not a good thing. Phoenix Suns hitting their shots, 7th in the league in 3-point percentage, 7th in the league in field goal percentage, 6th in the league offensively, and 28th in rebounding. So, well, hopefully we can take advantage of something out there. Devin Booker's been what he's been over the, the past couple of years. Now he's averaging 25 points a game. Putting the ball in the basket is that simple. He's making exactly half of his shots, 50% from downtown. So, well, Andrew Wiggins or whoever has got their work cut out for him. Josh Akogi, you're going to want to get him on there. Uh, Devin Booker to frustrate him a little bit. Ricky Rubio struggles from the floor like always, 38.5%. 34% from downtown, which is okay, average at best. 12 points and 8 assists. 6 rebounds, though. Good, solid stats there. One and a half steals a game. Dario Saric, right about where he was here. About 10 points, 6 rebounds. Nothing super special. Not, not a bad player, but he doesn't stand out. He doesn't have special skills that really stand out. He just has a good game here and there. Uh, the guy that was called, you know, like I said, bleep that bleeper, Frank Kaminsky, is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. Of the uh, the former Wisconsin Badger out there, Tyler Johnson, the former Gopher wide receiver. No, he's not former either. He's not even former. Current Gopher wide receiver. I'm just kidding. Solid guard for the Suns coming off the bench and such. It's a decent team. Doesn't drive. Doesn't get you too excited. DeAndre Ayton's out forever with uh, his situation there. His his suspension. Good start to the season. Four blocks, eleven rebounds, and eighteen points. But he's been out with suspension. And DeAndre Ayton's case. This is a team the Wolves absolutely can beat. They've frustrated this team. They've beaten this team in the past. Ricky Rubio's never been a member of the Suns. The Wolves have played against. So first time the Wolves will play Ricky Rubio and the Suns. Ricky Rubio as a Sun. I mean, just try your best. Try to frustrate Devin Booker, that type of thing. I mean, nobody really stands out. DeAndre Ayton would be a factor, you'd think. Obviously, he was. He was a factor, but again, he's out for a while. They can't rebound the ball without him. Wolves have struggled rebounding the ball. I, keys to this game. I mean, guys like Gorgie Zhang stepping up. Possibly uh, some extra playing time for uh, Noah Vonley, who's, again, his minutes have completely vanished off the face of the earth of late. Good, solid defense from guys like Trevon Graham, Josh Kogi, guys like that going on to Devin Booker. I mean, you're going to see a bit of that. You'll probably see Graham on Booker early on. You'll see a Kogi on him on occasion. You'll see Wiggins on him. Carl Anthony Towns should absolutely... Torch this team, though. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is kind of, I think, the main cog offensively in this game, even though Andrew Wiggins, I expect a much better performance, and he's had some really good games against the Phoenix Suns historically. Uh, Andrew Wiggins will have a good, solid game. I expect, you know, 25-ish from Wiggins, but I'm thinking 33 and up from Carl Anthony Towns in this game, and then 13 to 17 rebounds. I think Carl's going to have an uh, absolute awesome game. And after this frustrating game against the Utah Jazz, who are not a bad team at all, they're 9-5, and five, and they're second place in our division, so... It was kind of a middle, middle, upper part of the division clash here between the second and third place club, but the team that was ahead beat the Wolves last night. That being Jazz for the 14th time, sorry. Uh, <laughs> to me, I won't say there's no excuse for the Wolves to win the game, but why not? You know, let's let's up that home record a little bit. We've been freaking awesome on the road, 5-2. and two. The Wolves should beat the Phoenix Suns, I think. I mean, I think the Wolves are the better team. Rubio, I mean, I just pray to God he doesn't start actually nailing threes because, you know, he, he lets his Timberwolves explosion and when I bash him about his shooting, he starts making his shots. Uh, he's had some great games with the Jazz in the past, but let's be honest here. This is not the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are more dangerous than the Phoenix Suns. Like, Rubio in the Jazz is more dangerous than Rubio in the Suns. I'm just being bleep, bleep, bleeping honest, especially with Aiden out. That doesn't help. Aiden's a potential franchise big man for the Suns and he, he she should be. He's a number one pick. Damn it. So, but he's out for a while, so it is what it is. Suspensions are what they are when you violate the rules. Uh, Dario Saric doesn't scare me. I hope he doesn't score just, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he has an above-average game. Devin Booker bugs me. He's a little... Ugh. He's a good player, but he's a, yeah, just like everyone else. He's a cocky little you-know-what. So, again, you got to go out there and take care of business. Aaron Baines has been a solid addition to the Phoenix Suns along the way. Not a familiar name for most people. But he has been very, very solid. He can hit the three-point shot. He's averaging almost 15 a game. He can kind of do everything. He's kind of a do-everything guy. And uh, easy to root for if you're a Phoenix Suns fan. 56%. He is just getting the job done, Aaron Baines. Very, very good. And, of course, Devin Booker can shoot. He can attack the hoop. He can make 94% of his free throws. Devin Booker puts the ball in the basket. That's basically what he does. So does Aaron Baines. So it's guys like that. That's why the Wolves would lose the game. And, of course, Rubio taking advantage of that situation as well. 
it's it, it would be poor defense is why the Wolves will lose this game. Uh, taking advantage of the smaller stature of this Phoenix team should be, and, and getting the rebounds and powering over them, and Carl taking advantage down low and hitting his outside shots. Just kind of being Carl Anthony Towns, uh, but again, not just standing outside on the three-point line, but getting down low and getting dirty a little bit is how the Wolves win the game over this Phoenix Suns. Getting physical and kind of beating them up inside a bit will help beat the Suns. But again, if your perimeter defense is just lackadaisical and lazy, like it was against the freaking uh, Wizards and, and other teams uh, the last few games, you're not going to win this game. That, that's how the Wolves lose. I do predict the Timberwolves victory, though, over the Phoenix Suns. I expect a solid, solid win over the Phoenix Suns. Looks like they'll be playing a back-to-back, so that's good. Their next game is against New Orleans. So, yeah, nope, it's not a back-to-back. It's two nights off. Wolves get... Uh, Wolves get, oh, it's one night off for New Orleans. The Wolves get two nights off, so the Wolves get a little extra rest, and they will be on TNT tonight, so you'll get to scout the Phoenix Suns on TNT tonight. Very cool. I think the Wolves beat the Suns something along the likes of 120 to 111, something like that, and I do expect Carl to get into the mid-30s in the game. But Wiggins will also stat fill, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in a positive way. He will fill up the box score in a positive way. Like, he will do a little bit of everything out there and continue to help this team and be more focused, more locked in. I expect a much better performance from Andrew Wiggins than last night, coming back from what he went through. So then the Wolves will play the Atlanta Hawks coming up, which won't be the easiest game ever, I'm sure. Again, the Timberwolves will be playing Saturday afternoon. Kind of a weird game, weird time, I should say. Uh, Four o'clock coming up. So, yep, that's the next game with the Suns. And then, Wolves play the Atlanta Falcons. No, the Atlanta Hawks. On Monday night in Atlanta, Wolves always lose in Atlanta. Always. And, I don't know, we'll see what happens. It's it's a team the Wolves can beat. I mean, they're not that good yet, but they have a lot of talent. Obviously, the talent is there, but the wins are not. They're 4-10 and 10 on the season. Suns, 7-6. and six. By the way, I expect them to beat the Pelicans because they're undermanned. Coming in, Pelicans have not been good so far, but of course they're under man. There's a certain star player who hasn't played since the season opener, so we'll have to wait on that one for a while. Again, love this Hawks roster, love them. Uh, John Collins banged up, unfortunately. He's a double double guy. Jabari Barker, Jabari Parker is healthy, averaging 17 points a game. Andrew Wiggins' counterpart. DeAndre Hunter was off to a slow start, but he tore it up last night, like a 24 and 11 type of game. Really nice night for DeAndre Hunter. Uh, very strong performance. Cam Reddish off to a slower start, and oh god, I love that guy. Whew, I would have loved him on the Timberwolves, uh, in the Timberwolves, uh, in the Timberwolves jersey. That would be really nice to see. But he'll be on the Hawks. We'll see what happens. You'll see Vince Carter play a little bit. He got into double figures last night. Nice game against the Bucks, but uh, it was a nice back and forth. The Hawks made it interesting, and Hunter was great. But unfortunately, for the Hawks, the Bucks, the Bucks took care of business. Again, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look at this roster without mentioning Charlie Brown. I, I think that's the coolest thing ever. Only four games so far. Just, you know, obviously he's a guy's way at the end there. Way at the end of the bench, just kind of hanging on. 10-day contract type of guy, pretty much. Alan Crabb. Alan Crabb, the former Brooklyn Net. He can hit that three-point shot. Yes, he can. Can't do a whole lot else, though, I suppose. He's, he's, a, he's an overall good shooter, but he's... You know, he's just kind of a spark plug off the bench type of guy. Wolves wouldn't mind having a guy like that, but he hasn't been in a whole lot of games this year either, unfortunately for him. Evan Turner, the uh, Kermit the Frog guy as well, who was once looked on to be one of the better players in the draft years ago. He has not even come close to living up to the hype. The NBA is filled with guys like that too, unfortunately. God bless him. Trey Young, of course, the straw that stirs the drink for the Atlanta Hawks. He's Mr. Everything. 36% from downtown 44% 44% overall. Not scorching the net yet, but he attacks the hoop. He sets other players up. Almost nine assists a game. He gets almost two steals a game. little erratic, again, because he's a rookie, and that's what's going on with the Hawks right now. There's a very, it's a very raw, raw team, pardon me, where a guy like Jabari Parker is like one of the veterans, believe it or not, and of course Evan Turner as well, but Evan Turner is not much of a factor at all. You barely even notice he exists. Vince Carter, the wily, 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 wily sage in the room, and that's his role at this stage. Alex Len has frustrated Carl Anthony Towns in the past. I don't expect him to be too huge of a factor. He's another guy, one of millions, who was taken very high in the draft. That's just okay. He can he can frustrate you, though, with those quick hands and sneak in there, those long arms and such, and block a shot unexpectedly. But 
the Wolves' road record, this that's what that's what'll win this out, is the fact that the Wolves are a good road team. I mean the Wolves have a pretty good shot at going three and zero in this stretch, but I think if you're gonna get a loss and kind of a disappointing game, it's probably this one. Maybe the Spurs. I, I don't know. The Wolves uh, I I think the Wolves beat the Hawks, actually. I think the Wolves beat the Hawks. It'll be a nice back and forth kind of game. But I think the Wolves actually win two in a row. I think the Wolves' chances of beating the Hawks are pretty good. It's a good young team. And it's ever capable of being one of those quote-unquote trap games where these young guys come out, it's a coming-out party, and somebody like Hunter goes out for 25, and of course Trey Young maybe goes out for 40, something like that. Obviously, he's a, a stud of a player. Him and Luka Doncic are tied together forever with the trade. It's right now, again, both players are fantastic. I mean, it's not like Roy Foy, Foy Roy. It's not like Curry Flynn, you know. Of course, Curry and Flynn were not traded. It was a draft thing. Roy Foy was a trade. And then that one ended up being a watch because, well, <clears throat> neither one of them is really an NBA player anymore. Uh, Roy, as good as he was, we all know the degenerative knee condition, and that's why uh, Kevin McHale passed on him or moved on, whatever, so to speak. He knew about it. It's just that it took a little while. And Roy was a way better player when he was healthy. Way better player than Randy Foy. Though even though Foy, he he was a specialist later on in his career from downtown. But he was one of those guys where if you just make him go left and he's like half the player he is if he goes right. Oof, that's half of the court. That's like 50% of your game like that you suck at. Ouch. So, yeah, I don't even know why I'm getting into that other than, again, Troy Young versus uh, Luka Doncic. But uh, Hawks will be great in the next couple of years. I'm looking forward to them really being something. But now's not the time, and I think the Wolves squeak out a win, hopefully. Uh, Hawks, again, erratic. It's the turnovers, the erratic play. That's why they don't win games. They're just, they're just, they're just raw. They don't know how to play yet, that type of thing. But in a couple of years, boy, whoo, You're going to see 10-4, and four, not 4-10. and 10. I'm telling you, this Hawks team's going to be good. If they stay healthy, they stay focused, and their head's in the right place, this and that. But the Wolves should come out with the win in Atlanta, which would be a rare feat, because the Wolves always suck against the, the frickin' Hawks, even when the Hawks suck. But, I, I don't know, it, it's the youth and rawness of this team. I think that's why the Wolves had beat them. Where before, they had some solid veterans. They just stunk. The team just stunk for some reason, but they'd always magically kick our ass. Uh, they're definitely capable of scoring, but they give up a lot of points. They give up 150 points against the Clippers, 135 against Milwaukee, just like us. 128 versus the Suns, 125 versus Denver, 122 versus the Lakers. Now, those are all pretty good teams there. Every one of them is a playoff type of team. So, of course, you're going to struggle. They actually beat Denver, though. Very impressive. 125, 121 in Denver. That's got to be their best win of the year out of their four. And they played pretty good last night against the whole, the Bucks. pardon me. It's a tough, it's a tough choice here. But I think the Wolves squeak it out. It's going to be a fun, entertaining battle. Wiggins is going to get his 30 points, I think. I think Wiggins is going to get to 30 in this one. I expect a nice performance. And, of course, if the Wolves lose, it'd be because of Trey Young. Absolutely. Uh, Trey Young just going off for, like, 40-something and having his uh, uh, having a night. And, of course, somebody like one of the other young guys really picking up their game, like a Hunter or a Cam Reddish possibly picking it up for uh, the Wolves choosing not to go in his direction. Because <laughs> they could have. The Wolves could have taken Cam Reddish if they just stayed at their spot. Isn't that crazy when you think about that? Ooh, I like Cam Reddish. <laughs> but uh, I think the Wolves squeak this one out 129 to 120, something like that. And, and Wiggins is the overall star player of the game, I think, with 30 points, 7 assists type of game. I expect a good one out of him. And uh, Jeff Teague needs to have a rebound over the years as he's stunk in Atlanta. With some some uh, whopper of games there. The one game that kind of scares me, even though they stink right now, there's just something about going to San Antonio. They're five and ten. They've lost seven games in a row. So think about it. They were five and three not that long ago. <clears throat> they still have that. They still have the aura on that team that drives me crazy. The Wolves' road record has been fantastic, but I think if the Wolves do not win a game this week, if the Wolves do not go three and zero, I think this is the one. I just got that feeling like the old days are going to come back in this one. It, it always happens in San Antonio. It always does. I, I don't know, like LaMarcus Aldridge, 25. Maybe Patty Mills gets hot and gets 20 off the bench and shoots like 5 of 7 or something. And they're like big, big threes in the fourth quarter, the, you know, in the midway through the fourth quarter that puts the Spurs ahead. Just got a feeling. I just got a feeling. Even though they're playing awful right now, I think the Spurs are going to come out and beat the Wolves in this one. Just got a feeling. There's just there's just something about playing in that building. The Wolves can absolutely beat this team. They've proven it. 
but I, I I don't know. There's too much professional pride. Professional pride. I think after the spanking they took last week, I do expect the Spurs to beat the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, their offense is very much there. Of course, Demar Derozan's a 22-point guy. Lamarcus Aldridge 18. Blah blah blah. I just talked about them in the last segment. They make their shots. They make their shots. They kind of always have since they transformed into this offensive team that can still play good defense, where back in the old days they were a defensive team who could hit threes. They were literally a D3 team back in the day. Now they're an offensive juggernaut that can play defense. That's basically what the Spurs have been the last, you know, since the Kawhi Leonard era, basically. Kawhi Leonard and Duncan got older, guys like that, Danny Green. Again, so a smart, high IQ team, high veteran uh, veterans and everything. Somehow I think the Spurs come out with a victory. 125 to 115, maybe even less than that, 108. I think it's going to be something like that. I think the Spurs are going to have a night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. <sighs> you know, and I don't know. It, I loved the game just a few weeks ago. I just got a crappy feeling. I just got a crappy feeling. Or not a few, yeah, about, yeah, it's been literally just one week ago. 129, 114. I just got a vibe. I just got a vibe. I don't trust the Wolves in this one. Wiggins was great. Towns was great last time around. And you're gonna it's going to take something like that again. Somebody like Culver to go against a team that's, you know, from his part of the country there in Texas. Jared Culver may have a nice game out there possibly. But um, I don't know. Jeff Teague was really good against the Spurs last week. I mean, luckily, see, they're a team you can score points on. You can score points on them, especially when they're kind of banged up and they're tired, this type of thing, because there's some veterans on the club. It's not Duncan and guys like that anymore, but it's other older guys like LaMarcus Aldrich and Rudy Gay, guys like that, who are getting older. I mean, they're obviously getting older, so they're ever beatable, but I just got a crappy feeling. Somebody like Bellinelli, guys like that, are going to start hitting their threes like they always magically do against the Timberwolves. I just got a feeling it's one of those icky, icky, yucky games. And uh, I don't know, Patty Mills... Uh, yeah, I just, I, I got a, I got a negative vibe going into this one. I can't believe DeMar DeRozan hasn't even made a three-pointer. He's like, he's like Dwayne Wade and Michael Jordan, as great as they were. They didn't shoot threes. It's kind of funny. Kind of funny that way. <laughs> Michael Jordan, of all people. Except in the 92 finals, though, in game one, when he hit six in a row, and there's the famous, uh, like, okay, you know, look on his face. I guess, I'm, I guess they're going in. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've stated my point. Spurs beat the Wolves by 10 in San Antonio, unfortunately. I just got that vibe. I got a stinky, smelly vibe every time we go there. There's something funny in the air, boy. Uh, I just look at that that Spur logo right there, and it's just like, uh, it's torched the Wolves for 20 years, boy. Really 30, to be quite honest. Because when the Wolves were, you know, in their really early days, David Robinson pulling back for a three to get to 50 points. That wired to end the game years ago. It's just always been like that. <laughs> always. So we're talking way back in the day here, man. Like 94, 95. <laughs> when Robinson was a was the MVP of basketball. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, hopefully Carl can be the David Robinson guy, which I've always compared him to. Closer, he's, he's got Robinson in him, but he's, certainly his defense isn't on David Robinson's level. But when he's focused defensively, Carl is that guy. With that said, the Wolves go 2-1 and one and are 10-9. and nine. No, 10-8 and eight coming out of this upcoming week as we head into Thanksgiving. With that said, we'll take a quick break, look into fan interaction if there is a whole lot. I'm not sure. I think it's been quiet, but we'll give it a look right after this and wrap up the show. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, Fan Interaction. It should be fairly brief, but there are comments, which is always great. A lot of Andrew Wiggins conversation, the Alpha Wolf Award, without a doubt, on this episode. And yes, Wayne Hunt is the Alpha Dog of the Courtside Podcast, but nothing against anybody, that's for sure. Uh, Stu Benson, Vince Vince Germano, you guys are legends, man. You guys are legends. You're part of that show. Uh, Vinrock has been there since the beginning. Stu Benson jumped in a couple years ago. Go uh, both Laker fans, but which is totally fine, of course. And well, it's fun being a Laker fan again. Usually is. Sometimes it wasn't for they had their worst stretch of basketball pretty much since the last days of the Minneapolis Lakers when they weren't so hot. But uh, they were none of us would know a whole lot about that. Maybe Sid Hartman might 
Okay, sorry, let's leave that alone. Uh, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. I don't believe there's any comments, any tweet backs, but there are a couple of retweets of the most recent show, episode 263, Encouraging Signs. Thank you, Vinrock Vince Germano. Melbourne, Australia, Levi Brown out of New Zealand. Can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much for retweeting the show and moving things to your friends there on Twitter. Can't thank you enough for that. Uh, big shout out always to the Courtside Podcast, of course. H- highly encourage you to check that out on all the same uh, all the same applications I recommend on here. It'll be on all of them. Apple, Google, uh, Apple, Google, yeah, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Uh, they also are on Podomatic still, if I remember correctly. I believe that's what it's called. Um, they're all over the place. I'm trying to think of, uh, obviously, st- I'm not sure if they're on Stitcher, but probably, but, uh, a- Apple and Google are kind of the most basic ones you can get anywhere, you know, Android and Apple. I mean, who doesn't have Android or Apple at this stage? So otherwise, you know, yeah, <laughs> who doesn't have, who doesn't have Google podcasts or Apple podcasts at this point? So it's kind of like the most general thing out there, but, uh, We'll move on from that. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion is the Facebook page. Again, links will be uh, will be in the show description along with the email address. We'll get to you about that, about getting your voice with mine here in Vanity Direction because I want to hear someone's voice again. If it's Vinrock, Vince Germano, if it's uh, Henry Hank McCoy. No, Hank McCoy. It's uh, Wayne Hunt, actually. That was a nickname. Stu Benson, uh, Tanae Brown. Love Tanae's takes oh, out of New Zealand. Tanae Brown. Levi Brown, love to hear from you guys. Somebody out there, again, that I've never met, or maybe I've seen you on, like, uh, Flip's Army or something, you know, and you're a regular listener to the show, like a Jeff Johnson, possibly. I don't know if he's a regular, but he's, you know, he catches up, that type of thing. Uh, Lucas Quayle from South Dakota. Uh, Brandon out there, South Dakota. Gosh, I gotta hear from you guys. Uh, oh, there have been, there've been a few. Nicholas Simon out of uh, Australia. Call in, so I'll, I'll tell you how to do that. You don't need. Uh, there's, we're not going to use the phone lines anymore. It's going to be all audio submission route. Let's move to the Facebook page for now. No visitor posts this week from Wayne Hunt or Tanay or anyone. Vin Rock, Vince Germano, this week. So see those again. But we get comments instead, which is just fine. I was posting a, a link to the YouTube page, the highlights of Andrew Wiggins versus the Pistons, which was just an awesome game. Uh, I was saying the Silent Assassin is here to stay. That was awesome. Veterans Day there. Veterans Day salute from Andrew Vegas, that's for sure. <clears throat> Wayne Hunt, the Elva dog, as I keep calling him with a courtside podcast, highly recommended, of course, says, we've seen this before from Wiggins. He hasn't wiped the slate clean for me yet. Let's see where he is come All-Star break. And I don't blame you one bit for that opinion. I don't blame you even one iota. I don't. Because, let's see. Because, yes, we have seen good stretches. I think these are different. I think these stretches are different, but still, he's ever capable of going back in his shell. But just saying, I think there's a little bit extra to Andrew Wiggins this time around, which is very encouraging. Very encouraging. But no, I don't blame you one bit for your skepticism or uh, cynicism, so to speak, looking forward. I'm I'm a cynic at... I'm a cynic by... (laughs) I'm a cynic at my roots. I, I really am. I don't trust anybody at anything. I'm a Minnesota sports fan. You know, the Vikings go 15 and 1. They don't even they don't even get to the Super Bowl with a 15 and 1 record. Like what the hell is that? So, yeah. Ben Rock Vince Germano, Melbourne, Australia, Courtside Podcast has great to see these performances from Wiggins. I'm telling you made Wolves are on the right track and I I I do think so. I do think so. Again, it's just skeptical a little bit, of course. Lorenzo in transit in transit, sorry, uh, pardon me, I've definitely seen him before. He says, would people look silly continuing to mock him now? The pups look all right. And I think so too. And I do believe Lorenzo's also out of Australia. Yes. Yep. Also out of Australia. And great to hear from you, Lorenzo. Hope to hear from you more and more often. The pups do look all right. Thank you for that for sure. Move up again. And here's another one. Another 30 point game against the Spurs. Awesome night. Eight rebounds, seven assists. Even better. Just whew. As uh, Frank Abagnale would say, and catch me if you can. Even better. Uh, it, was, it was gorgeous. Gorgeous Gorgie Zhang. And why do we need most relevant? We're going to see all comments. They're all relevant, damn it. Levi Brown out of New Zealand says, after a decent, if unspectacular, start to the season, although some clutch buckets. Yeah, because he had a crappy start with the uh, efficiency and everything. Like, like you know, 20 attempts, 25 attempts and 21 points. Stuff like that. Oof, duh. He says, Wiggins has been incredible in the last five to six games. And let's look at this, uh, yep, the regular season, the game log there. Just some sexy, beautiful games against Detroit, against the Spurs. He made made some three-pointers, 
seems like nobody makes free throws on this bleeping team. Uh, Wiggins did have that 40-point game against the Warriors, but it took 33 attempts, but still, still, <laughs> still shot over 50%. So I don't know why I was complaining about that. I apologize. Didn't get to the free throw line much and stunk. Yeah, four of eight at the free throw line. That's annoying. And then wasn't so good from three-point range. But uh, I don't need to nitpick the guy too much. It's just funny. It took 33 attempts to get to 40 points, but he still managed to shoot over 50%. It's freaking crazy. A 60% against the Spurs. Unbelievable game with 33 points there. Awesome. Uh, that crappy game against Denver was frustrating, but oh well. He still played well for the most part, but not as good as the others. Uh, wow. I, I love looking at that. Thank you very, very much. Levi Brown out of New Zealand. Wayne Hunt says, It's been his assist over the past five games that have impressed me the most. Me too, Wayne. Me too. Uh, consistency is what we have wanted out of this kit all along. Who knows? Maybe we are finally getting it. I Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Maybe we are finally getting it. I hope so. I was telling him that as well. Um, and at least the, the, <laughs> I've been able to reply to people now. I don't know what happened last week, but uh, uh, Wayne Hunt responds, Whoops. What just happened there? He says, see, I can be positive about Wiggins, but like I said on the new courtside show, it's early times. Let's see where he has come All-Star break, and I, I follow you on that. I follow you completely. Let's see where he is at the All-Star break. I follow you there. I'm not I'm not holding that against you. I'm not going to throw shade in your direction. And why would I show three guys throw shade at the courtside podcast? Are you kidding me? Why would I throw shade, right? No, uh, I, I like that. That's one of the few new generation phrases I actually like. Like, most of the others, I'll pass. I'll swipe left. Oops, there we go. I will swipe left, though. Or I'll give them an L, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, right? Yeah, no. No, that's gonna, that's a hard pass. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't know why, but that one's just, yeah, yeah. That's one of many. Anyhow, who cares? Let's just, I'm, I'm throwing shade at them. Yeah, I'm gonna throw shade in their direction. They don't interest me, damn it. <laughs> uh, well, let's try not to throw too much shade on the Timberwolves or even Tom Thibodeau at this point. Let's just uh, shed some light on the uh, wonderful uh, improvements and the positive attitude and positive atmosphere from uh, Ryan Saunders and Gerson Collaboration Rosas. Yes, sir, Mr. Collaboration himself. And I believe in that. As somebody who's one of the leaders where I work now, I believe in collaborating with the other trainers as well. As uh, I'm a you know, uh, I'm full trainer. We got backup trainers. One other full trainer. We collaborate. Let's leave it at that. We collaborate. We work together on what we're going to do. It's not my way or the highway. It's just not. So that's good. Good job, uh, Gerson Rosas. And uh, you're, uh, you're an inspiration. Yeah, basically about my age, isn't he? I think he graduated from high school one year earlier because I was just too stupid to graduate in 97. So I graduated in 98. No, I'm just born a teeny tiny bit too late to go into that class, I guess, or so they believed way back in the good old days, back in uh, 1985 when Marty McFly was uh, first getting into that DeLorean and, uh, yeah, doing its thing, going all over the place. So with that said, it was good old 1985. It was 1985, baby. Yes, so we'll leave that alone. That's when I first started kindergarten. <laughs> 1985! Great Scott! Okay, sorry. Sorry. Uh, with that said, going to give you guys uh, your means of becoming a... Uh, well, becoming an on-air personality with me would be great. Audio submission is how you're going to do that. Look for the uh, free voice recording application, which is built into pretty much every single smart device on the planet. iPod, iPod Touch, iPhone, Samsung Note 10, which I highly recommend. Wink, wink. Do you hear that? Do you hear that sound? Boop. There we go. Did a little bump. Yeah. That's a Note 10 right there. The oh, perfect fit in my pocket. Not the Plus, the regular. Yeah, I'll take the regular. Because it fits perfect. It's just beautiful. So, yes, free plug there. Like, they really need it. But, well, they, they got it. Uh, smart device, audio submission. Just click on the, uh, just basically click record on the free voice recording application. Treat it like a phone call. Stop it after whatever. You know, if you want to only talk for a minute, you want to talk for five seconds, you want to talk for five minutes, go for it. Go for it all the way. Talk Timberwolves. Maybe throw in a joke. Okay, you don't need to do that, but you you can do whatever you like as long as it's somewhat related to the show would be greatly appreciated. Then hit stop like a normal person might do. Save it. Save it. Don't forget to save it. And then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file because I'll probably need to. Most devices 
use M4As, I believe, which is very easy to convert on Zomzar.com or Converto.com. Those web pages offer a free service, so I'm more than happy to give them a free plug because it's, well, it's nice. You can convert your files. And if you need to convert a much larger file, it's a, I believe you can do a little monthly subscription, something like that, seven to 10 bucks, something like that. That's just my guess. With that said, hope to hear from you guys. Hope those of you that live in the United States, as some of you do, some of you do, some of you don't. <laughs> a lot of my, a lot of my listeners are from Australia, which is the coolest thing ever. I love you guys so much. You don't know how much I love you. From Pumpa, obviously, uh, who I hadn't mentioned yet, of course, Vinrock, Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, Caitlin Woods, Dan May, yeah, uh, Lorenzo in Transit, of course, Nicholas Simon, what an awesome guy, Lucas Quayle, South Dakota, guys like that. Uh, hope all of you have a happy Thanksgiving. Those of you that happen to be in the United States and celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. God bless. Looking forward to it. It's the best holiday ever, and we get to head into the Christmas season, which is the most wonderful time of the year, unless you like the crowds, but unless you don't like the crowds, which I don't. I love Christmas. I love the decorations. Love all of that. I hate the crowds. So if we can do without the crowds, every bleeping where you go, then Christmas is the best. Obviously, love the decorations, especially if there's snow on the ground as you head into December. And of course, basketball and hockey, watching those sports this time of year with the snow on the ground and the Christmas lights. It doesn't get a whole lot better, other than these nice, uh, <laughs> these nice, quote unquote, holiday beers they call them. All these, oh, they're so good! These, uh, you know, the seasonal beers this time of year are just unbelievable from all these different companies. I won't. I've given enough free plugs on this show. <laughs> so, with that said, we'll take a quick break. No, we'll take a quick break into next week as we head into Black Friday for the next episode of the show, most likely, and talk to you then. Hopefully, the Timberwolves can go three and zero. 